Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Welcome to the Doug and Dave Intel Report airing on The Common Sense Show. And uh, we're really glad to bring you this story. And we've been doing some analysis, we being Doug Thornton and myself, uh, on the uh, shooter from Buffalo, the Gendron kid. And there's things that do not add up at all. And I'm going to speak to you as a mental health professional. And there are real problems I have with his incarceration and subsequent related events. We're going to look at demographics. They don't make sense. We're going to look at his manifesto. It doesn't make sense. And this is taking on the appearance. And I'll just say it right from the beginning. This, in my opinion, looks like it could be a contrived event designed to suppress free speech and serve as a catalyst for further gun restriction. Uh, and, and what bothers me about this, and then i got to get our commercials out of the way, but what bothers me about this, and I'm going to let Doug run with this here in just a minute after the break, but what really bothers me about this is the fact that these damn Democrats, you didn't see the Republicans do it, the damn Democrats jumped on, we got to suppress free speech on social media, which didn't have a jack squat thing to do with this, and that uh, we need gun control, Okay. They didn't even let the families of the 10 murdered people grieve. When I did my presentation on YouTube, and I'm proud of what I did because I did the right thing, I just said this has happened. We're not going to analyze it at this point in time. My sympathy goes out to the families, the terrible, terrible tragedy. And I, I said at some point we have to look at this so we can learn from it and maybe prevent future incidences like this. And I left it at that. And listen, I'm telling you, Nine out of ten people from my professional background would have done exactly the same thing. I'm not setting myself up as being holier than now. I did really what the protocols of decency call for, which most people in America would do. So we're going to get into all this, folks. You're not going to want to back away from this. This is going to piss off the left like you won't believe. We're brought to you by food and water, first of all. And uh, (laughs) I've been talking to truckers all day long. And I guess I got a little bit of a following, uh, and I'm sure Doug does too, as part of the Doug and Dave Intel Report. And uh, they're telling me $8 a gallon is the break point where they're not going to drive. Some people said 10 but the most common answer I got was 8 and I got the specific reasons why. That means your food won't be shipped, your gas won't be shipped, your medicines won't be shipped. This economy is done. Baby formula will seem like a problem in the past. And I don't mean to minimize it because I know it's serious. But you need to have storable food, and you need to learn how to hide it. And Doug and I are going to do a show at a future date on how to hide your food. 
Uh, you're going to need false walls, how to bury it, and all that stuff we'll get into because they're going to pass food hoarding laws, so you have to depend on this criminal administration to get your needs so they can control you. So you want to go to preparewithdave.com for the best storable food. They still have sales. Amazing. At this time, they haven't raised prices. They still have sales. 2,000 calories per day on the meal. Lots of variety so you don't get sick of eating it. And it tastes just fine. So preparewithdave.com. And also, too, you can bet the grid's going to go down to increase the misery and suffering. We know we're already looking at rolling blackouts because of the of the uh, kerosene and, and the uh, diesel situation. So when they go with the rolling blackouts, <laughs> listen to me very carefully, you damn well better have water and the ability to scavenge water. And if you have the Alexa Pure Pro water filter, you can scavenge. You need one item, in my opinion, one unit per person and one in reserve. And they, too, have not raised their prices. Uh, they're the best there. The research for how good this product is is at the site, waterwithdave.com. So you get the food, preparewithdave.com. You get the water, waterwithdave.com. And I, I hope you're taking these warnings seriously. And for those who have a nest egg, and I'm not putting anyone down who doesn't, this is a tough time to be an American. A thousand, what is it? Uh, no, I'm sorry, 40% of all America does not have a $1,000. And this probably does not apply to you. And if you have a little bit of money, buy food. But for those who have a nest egg, you need to go precious metals. Do what I did. Go to Noble Gold. They have programs that will explain to you. I'm involved in three of them. And uh, I'm telling you, I feel like when the economy collapses, financially, I'll have a much softer landing than people who don't prepare. So you need to look at that, too. Noble Gold can be reached by going to goldbeforelate.com. GoBeforeLate.com, and they will send you free material electronically, but you'll have to call them. They are not pushy. They're trained to be respectful. And then, finally, we have one more thing. Doug and I do a lot over on the TV side, and I have a lot of great guests besides Doug on the TV side, and you really want to be a part of what we do at the TV. It's really where we do a lot of our heavy lifting, and uh, people are giving us four and a half and five stars on major platforms. So you really want to be a part of what we do. And you're saying, how much does it cost? Two ninety nine per month on the monthly, two fifty for the yearly, with two free months at the end. Doesn't get much better than that. So the Common Sense Show TV that takes care of our business. And I think you can see our business to sell you is to sell you things that you need. This isn't nice things to push a product for the sake of pushing a product. We're turning down advertising now that doesn't directly fit to a person's well-being or survival. Um, Doug Thornton, as you know, has a career from Marine Infantry. He has a military contractor background, and he served as a policeman, so to speak, with DHS. He's been on the border, he's been in Portland, faced Antifa, been in, uh, all over, he's faced all kinds of bad guys, and he's seen the worst of law enforcement problems coming from the DOJ. He and I used to talk about that a lot privately, and uh, he's here to lend uh, his analysis of this mass murder, uh, Peyton Gendron, I believe the, the name is here. Got an unusual name. Um, Doug, what jumps out at you with regard to this tragedy uh, in terms of swallowing the narrative the mainstream media is giving us? Well, Dave, thanks for having me on. And as your most uh, 
sophisticated and intelligent speaking guest, I would like to say. <laughs> well, actually, we're co-hosts here, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, okay. I mean, but, but also most favored. I'm going to go ahead and just throw that there one out. There you go. Okay, I agree uh, with that. Yes. I'll, I'll tell you what, man. I've been watching the video, the, and if no one else has watched this, I would love to put it up on my website, but I'm afraid they'd take it down. So I'm sure you could find it out there on the on the internets of things. But there's a video from the live stream. I guess it's from his helmet cam. Oh my gosh! And he's pulling into the into the parking lot, and as he pulls into the parking lot, he is scanning the parking lot. Mm-hmm. He uh, drives through the first lane, the series where people are parking their cars. Goes into the back. Uh, he pulls in, reverses out, and he's scanning the parking lot. And so he decides not to park there for whatever reason, and he just pulls right up to the front of the store. And the first victim is the woman that's in the blue dress or uh, blue vest or whatever it is that she's wearing. Let me ask you, was she obstructing him in any way for her to become the first target? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she, she so was he, the first. he had a reason in his mind to shoot her. First interaction, yeah. Okay. Uh, and immediately as i pause the video one of the things that i see that's very interesting and as a person with law enforcement and military background if you're a shooter and you have the same type of background you'll understand when i say this but he had two magazines taped together they're either taped together or they're coupling together explain that to me Okay, so if you have two magazines inserted into your AK because you're an AK guy, well, then that means whenever one magazine is spent, all I got to do is eject the mag, and within less than a second, I can insert the other magazine. So it's a very quick uh, reload. Kind of hard to mess that up. Well, how does this 18-year-old kid know that? Now, because oh my God. of... Are you saying... Of, am I getting this right, Doug? Someone with your extensive combat experience, you would know about this, but you're saying your average shooter goes to the gun range kind of guy would not really be expected to know anything about this. Am I hearing that right? Your average guy, right? I mean, yeah. you have to know what you're looking for in order to buy the attachments to link two magazines together. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, that was a trick of the trade in Iraq and Afghanistan for all, all us veterans. We understand that, taping magazines together. Uh, now, typically, it was you know you tape them upside down, one to the other upside down. But um, you know, I, I I understand there's plenty of uh, tacticalness out there between YouTube and every website out there because of Call of Duty war games and all that stuff that the kids are into. Uh, but he goes into talking about how he practices with it, uh, and here's another thing. How far away was it? Me and you were talking about just a while ago. How far away was it? Was his house from uh, this grocery store? Yeah, let me get the uh, the details here. He drove 330 miles and a distance of 208 miles from Conklin, New York, small town, to uh, Buffalo, New York. And he passed multiple cities in between there and well, then. No, no, he didn't pass these other cities. I'm, this other city I'm going to bring up, uh-huh. uh, but the route was easily. In fact, it was actually a more of a main road to go to a different direction, a better highway, Interstate 81. If he would have, okay. Now the the mainstream media um, talking point, 
is that he drove to Buffalo because he had to go over 200 miles to find large numbers of black people to execute. Would you? That, that's a fair assessment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's total BS. Yeah. That's a total media lie, and I hope you people at CNN, I hope you look at your kids and say, Jim, hope they're not a victim someday, because you're perpetuating a lie that underlied mass murder. You are an accomplice after the fact, you reporters who are saying this. Here's some here's some stats. If he would have gone up Interstate 81, more of a main road, he would have been in Syracuse in uh, about an hour. Not the three hours and 30 minutes, a little over an hour. And Buffalo has a black population of 36%. Syracuse has a population of African Americans that are uh, 40%. Now, the relative sizes of the towns don't change the fact that if he wanted to kill black people, he would have had no problem finding them in Syracuse. Syracuse is just under 150,000, and Buffalo, New York is a quarter of a million, K250. So you have a difference of about 100,000. But with 40% of your population being black, you do not have an issue finding black people to execute if that's your perverted goal. Yeah. Uh, so this narrative that he had to drive that far to find black people to execute is an absolute lie. And I didn't even look at Ithaca, New York. Ithaca, New York's only about 35 minutes from his home. And in fact, you know what, Doug, that's worth me pulling this up here real quick. Um, well, while you're finding well, that, ahead, just, go ahead. just understand that you know, 200 to 300 miles in between there. If the guy wanted to kill anyone not the same skin tone as him, he could have just went to a couple gas stations and effectively done the same thing. You know, he could have just pulled in, didn't even have to get out of his car, shoot from his car and drive to the next gas station. Uh, or, or, you know, uh, McDonald's or, or you know, um, school zone. You know, he could have effectively done the same thing. There's, there is a motive and a purpose for why he went to Buffalo. Unless yeah, I would say Ithaca might not have been his best choice if uh, skin color was the goal. Uh, about 6% of Ithaca is black, and it's a town of only about 31,000 people. Uh, but he still wouldn't have had trouble finding black people to execute there. No. He could have done that in Ithaca. Hell, in Conklin, I went and looked up uh, a school in the area. And I looked at their football team, and they're not all white. I, I mean, well, he could have done this at home. Well, I, I got, I got three pages right here that I want to go over with you. Okay. Um, but and, before before we leave this, let's say this: the mainstream BS narrative that we're being given uh, that to get the right demographics to carry out his perverted white supremacist execution desires of black people don't fit. The, the mileage don't fit the population distribution. It doesn't fit, period. In fact, like I said, three hours and 30 minutes versus just over an hour and you're going up the interstate the whole way to Syracuse, that makes no sense what he did. None. No. No, and that's why we have to really deep dive into this. And, okay, go ahead. Take, take it know, over. Uh, you know, shield your ears, children, yeah, if so you late. if you get uh, mildly offended. Yeah, but okay, let's uh, okay. there's there's a there's a necessity to talk about this that no one else in the media is, at least not mainstream media. I, thankfully, Dave, 
alternative media is still able to get out there and do true investigatory processes. Uh, and I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that are doing it probably, you know, better than me. But what I see is coming at is going to be coming at you from a law enforcement perspective and a military perspective, which has a lot of bearing on this because we at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time he is essentially carried out a military uh operation and i don't know let's just read it because it's we're gonna have to get into it all right so right right here from the first page the very beginning <clears throat> there's a picture of a mountain range with some lakes in the background and it is the black sun symbol that's it's colored yeah. white that's in the JT. middle so the black sun who was it that famously used the black sun dave the neo nazis the waffen ss heinrich himmler not adolf hitler heinrich himmler used the black sun he used it Could you do, in uh, their temple of doom in the verbatim uh, castle and yeah. it was probably one of the okay, most thanks. iconic things that they put here uh, for their propaganda besides the swastika. And it was the Black Sun. Wow. So, SS title right there, right? All right, so underneath it, it says, 
you wait for a signal while your people wait for you. So there's a little bit of an encrypted message. Who really knows what he means by that? How did you get that? Let's back up here. You're, you're telling me this kid is sophisticated enough to leave these kinds of clues and carry out an advanced tactical assault. Is that is that what I'm hearing? That's just what I'm putting together. I, yeah. I got, you know, I got a couple of ravens that fly for me every now and then and give me some intelligence. And this is a this is strange. Nothing about what you're about to hear is what you would understand uh, that you would you would think that you would get from a 18 year old boy who has uh, obviously a, a mental illness. He's already threatened to kill people at his school. Uh, you know, he he was obviously on some sort of uh, psychotropic medicine. Well, we don't friends. know that. We don't uh, know that for sure. But I would. Well, we don't. Listen, we don't know. But as a precondition sure. to be incarcerated like this, yeah. yes, uh, I guarantee you, a court diversion program would have mandated psychiatric care as a as a as a means for him not going to jail, as opposed to going to a mental institution. I promise you, that's the case. I used to work in that environment, Doug, where I used to work with uh, prisoners that were in halfway houses mm-hmm. looking to get full probation. I know how the system works here. That system of giving him psychotropics would have been mandated, and they would have just thrown pills at him. And I'm going to throw this out on the table right now. It's kind of what we've talked about before in another venue. Uh, the chances are is when he was released, they did not follow up with him at all. We know that that's been in the media. So that's not deniable. And he probably quit taking his medicine cold turkey. And my operating hypothesis, the first thing I would look at is when you stop taking certain psychotropic medications, the black box warning says you may experience violent and acting behavior or and or suicide behavior. Uh, and they would say, talk to your doctor before you uh, stop taking the medication. So, Doug, just based on what we know, I would have to say this would be my number one suspicion about what caused him to snap. So do I. Or uh, how he was manipulated. And then you're going to handle the the manifesto. I think manipulation is the is the you, prime term here. Can you break down from the, uh, the psychologist level just real quick what exactly a, uh, a psychotic episode is or a psychotic breakdown is? Well... When you are taking, I don't know what he was medicated for, but I'll have to give you a for instance. Um, my guess would be they might have treated him for depression, and there's two schools of thought in depression. One is depression is turned inward and you can't function, you stop eating, lose interest in natural activities, have trouble just getting out of bed, your grooming goes to hell, and so forth. Okay, that's one. The other thing that we see, the manifestation of depression, is it can be uh, internal anger projected outwards. And the violence that we see really has its roots in depression. Um, and so they would have uh, prescribed antidepressants, and antidepressants carry the black box warnings I just said. And I suspect that probably is what happened. But there's a second possibility. And for that, we have to go to the Virginia Tech shooter. And we know that he was on Prozac. And he was being treated for violent tendencies. And he's the one that killed 32 people on the Virginia Tech campus. And and we know that he was on Prozac. And Prozac carries the same black box warning. That violent enacting behavior and or suicidal behavior can occur with sudden cessation of, of stopping to take the medicine. 
And I guarantee you he was treated for one of two things, if not both. He might have been on a cocktail of, uh, of uh, psychotropic medications, uh, and the cessation of either one of these could have triggered this violent incident. But let me just put it to you another way, too. What you're about ready to present that I'm a little bit familiar with uh, about his manifesto speaks to manipulation behind the scenes, and that manipulation could have included taking him off these medications. Does that make sense? Yeah, so let's talk about manipulation real quick. Okay. Uh, Can these pharmaceutical drugs cause illusions? Um, Can they cause uh, paranoia? Can they make someone go manic or uh, bipolarish? Can it completely uh, alter one's way of thinking to where when everything wears off, you don't know where you're at or what you're doing? If you triggered a manic episode, yes. And a manic episode is a hyperinflated emotional state, uh, a state, and it's um, generally associated with fight or flight mechanism. You probably experienced this in combat, and I don't want to bring back flashbacks, but you probably were in very difficult situations, maximum adrenaline, and when it was over, you couldn't calm down, you couldn't think, and you might have been disoriented. Does that sound familiar? That sounds like every Monday when we were fighting over donuts. Okay. Well, let me, let me go a little further with with this, because this kid wasn't dispensing donuts. Um, I, I think that what we're probably looking at here, to answer your question, Prozac technically is an antidepressant, but it's used more as a mood stabilizer. If you had a disorder, let's say it's called antisocial personality disorder, that's the old uh, um, psychotic, uh, antisocial um, and antipsychotic behavior, and it's a combination of the two into one. Okay, sociopath, psychopath into one. And we call it antisocial personality disorder. And it can take different forms, but, but effectively you medicate them to even the mood out. And the, the treatment's not dissimilar to what we find with bipolar. Now that's Prozac. Uh, sudden cessation of Prozac. Um, your mood elevators are not, no longer in effect. And, uh, you're, if you have a, a a tendency towards a manic state in your normal state you tend to overreact to things violence is your first reaction to thing extreme violence without conscience and see that's the antisocial personality disorder type characteristic then taking off the medication that stabilizes those moods could bring on a severe reaction what i'm talking about is you'd instantly have a rush of dopamine and accompanying uh, acetylcholine and adrenaline and with that you could get someone into a hyper state of violence but this kid i don't think that's what we're seeing here he had to make a three and a half hour drive according to the records he contemplated his attack and i think it's probably true he did contemplate his attack to some degree um so I would say if it was psychotropic medication, it was probably a straight antidepressant, say like a Welbutrin, something like that. And, and your time of uh, snapping to where you could overreact to be in a hypermanic mood, a violent mood, uh, that doesn't happen necessarily the day after you stop taking the medication. Those feelings can build up over a number of days. 
I hope that makes it clear. But the 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 answer to your question is kind of it depends, and I try to give you the it depends variables. Well, I just I just view this young man as a guy who just drove three hours, premeditating murder, and everyone says, well, you know, it was sporadic or it was planned. This was planned, and um. I want to read these three pages to you, and I don't know if I should read this planned part or not. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, yeah. This is a there's a diagram drawing that this kid put into his manifesto, and you don't see stuff like this, Dave, unless you do what I do. Very few people are going to draw out the blueprint of the inside of the building that they're going to hit, like if we were uh, serving a warrant or if we were in some sort of a training mission, uh, to the point that you have every aisle, every exit, every window, every register, and where the security guard is. And he's got it all in there. I'll send it to you, Dave. He's got it all in there. Uh, that's typically with people with uh, my type of uh, expertise would do that because we're pre-planning. That is that's part of the reconnaissance uh where who taught this kid to do that for one thing now there's plenty of movies out there and plenty of other stuff to to learn it from uh but he did a rough drawing of what he's going to hit and where people should be and then he also wrote his route in there that'll be highlighted in blue when i send it to you where he was going to walk in he's going to hit the security guard first right there in the front and then he's going to do a big loop all the way around the aisles and hit the back side of the grocery store and come right back out the front. That's premeditated. That's not sporadic. Uh, that's not. Uh, I had a manic episode because I'm off of my uh, I'm off of my pills. That is premeditated. This kid thought about this. Which, if this is anything accurate, Dave of the inside of this tops market the only way he would know what it is is if he had went in there because you can't use google earth to look through the top of a building and you're not going to be able to pull up the blueprint of this building uh now with what i used to do i could i could contact a building engineer with my credentials and i could pull the blueprint of a building but you have to have my credentials a 18-year-old kid doesn't have credentials. So he had to have gone there and done his reconnaissance, which is what we talked about uh, yesterday, I believe. With a lot of active shooters, they will do what we call a dry run. They'll go, they'll map out everything, they'll see what time of day is going to be the most heaviest amount of foot traffic, uh, where's a place where you can put people into a bottleneck, uh, what are the exits? What are the entrances? The main entrance, the main exits, the bathrooms, places where people can hide. And you're going to go and map all that out in your head, and you're going to write it all down on a piece of paper, and you're going to sit there and look at it and pre-plan everything. That's what people in the military and law enforcement do. Yeah. So, so, okay, go ahead. Uh, anyway, so... As I view this, to me, this is one of the most disturbing things about this, mm-hmm. uh, because this this is this is thought, this is a lot of thought and training that, once again, 
Where the hell did an 18-year-old kid with mental problems get this from? That's true. Now, what you have just told me leads me away from what I just talked about. Let, let me give you the, the exact research on something they call fluxetine. And th- that's effectively Prozac derivative. And in uh, and 44% of the people that stop taking that drug instantly have experienced ex- severe symptoms. But those symptoms, remember I said, don't come up right away. So I went back to my notes here. I've got my old college teaching notes here online. I went and pulled this up. And from a 2013 study, um, it says that uh, people, when they stop taking the drug, uh, the symptomology can become severe between four to six days, 96 hours to 144 hours, um, depending on the, the person's weight and what the milligrams are that they're taking. So there'll be some variation here. Uh, it, I'm not going to say he didn't suffer from the withdrawal and it caused him to be violent, but I don't think this is the prime thing. Let me tell you what I would look at now. I would look at this medication thing here because this is always an important part of these mass shootings with a lot of people. But, Doug, what you're telling me now is... I think we may have a Stockholm Syndrome. We may have uh, some kind of brainwashing situation going on. I'd like to know. Now, we know he was in college. He was studying engineering. I'd like to know who he hung out with. Yeah. Okay. I'd like to know, you know, the associations that he had at this time. Because if you go into a wild, manic, violent state 96 to 144 hours later, Okay, you're not gonna you're not gonna plan. You're just gonna go flipping nuts. I'm gonna grab the gun and go to McDonald's and start shooting people that I see. You're not gonna drive, you know, three hours and thirty minutes and case the place. So I don't buy that. I think he was given the skill. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow. For example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. I think this was part of a brainwashing operation. I mean, I, that's where I would look first. Well, I mean... Too well you, planned, you would, Doug. Too well planned. You would expect a kid like this to go to his college and do it. You know? Um, right here, let's, let's listen to this. Let's well, that's listen. good. Good comment. Uh, I first shoot the security guard and kill him by shooting through the front doors of the glass. Right there, right off the bat. That is a very well thought out decision. Mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm telling you, Dave, I have seen it. I have seen when people lose their cool and they, you know, professionals with guns and they screw up and don't pre plan. They, they don't plan everything and they screw up their actions, right? This kid has a element of training here or coaching that is not common. All right, let's keep going. His most, let me repeat it. I first shoot the security guard and kill him by shooting through the front doors of the glass. Uh, His most common areas are located in orange. So he's telling people 
where he's at, and here's another thing, when you go to look at this diagram, he has the footpath of how this man walks back and forth. He was there to monitor and observe at some point. Or he had help. Or he had help. All right, let's continue. There is an overhand based on the camera position. Uh, I should be in the camera's blind spot. Looking for blind spots in cameras. I know professional criminals who don't do that. Um, he should be just at the entrance of the store if not at the cash registers. They may still have the Glocks attached to them, or they may have dropped it. If possible, I kick the Glocks away to a wall so it cannot be used against me. I don't, I, I don't, I don't think I've seen one active shooter yet speak like this, and I've studied quite a bit of them. I mean, I, I honestly, most active shooters are guys who are going to get their guns, and they're going to shoot at people and shoot as many people as possible. And then they're either going to shoot themselves, wait for the cops to come there so that they can be shot by the cops, or they're going to flee. They don't pre-plan all this. The Virginia Tech guy is the only one who did like this. Uh, that's we, we need to... You know, me and you were talking about the Aurora, Colorado guy. Uh, James Holmes, yeah. He, yeah, James Holmes' pre-planning was not like this. It was not this sophisticated. He had uh, a lot of equipment, though. He had about $200,000 worth of equipment. He booby-trapped his apartment. So there was forethought yeah. there, but in terms of the actual assault, you're saying it didn't have the precision at that theater that this attack did? Not, not well, I mean, the this isn't a manifesto. In my previous profession, we would call this an op order. This is an operational order. That's what I'm saying. This 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 18 year old kid shouldn't be speaking like this. Here, let's continue. I'll show you why. Talk about precision, okay? Okay. Uh, I shoot all black people twice in the chest if possible. I turn left to the cash registers and open fire on the expected crowd of people at the crash re- at the cash registers. According to user reviews, the store is notorious for being slow. Some will run away along the aisles. I make sure I never stop firing. I make <laughs> I make it on the other side of the aisles and continue firing on all blacks. I get into the customers only area to check for runners and hiders and make it to the deli, then back to the entrance. I shoot all downed blacks twice in the head, making my way to the register in aisles again, and back to the deli and back to the entrance. So he's going to sweep the area, first off, for anyone who's hiding that's not still standing. And then anyone who has been shot, he's going to go back through and do what we call a dead check, and he's going to make sure they're dead by shooting them again. And then he's going to walk around and search everything again. And then he says, it, sh- it should be leaving at about 4.04. Uh, 
I guess he meant I should have been leaving at about 4.04, but I don't know. It says it should be leaving at about 4.04. Then I will go into my car and make it, uh, uh, make it south on Jefferson Ave- Avenue where I will take my Mossberg 500 Savage, uh, or my Mossberg 500 and Savage Axis, uh, out from the seat and shoot at blacks on the streets. Now, I don't like reading this, and I'm, I apologize to any listeners um, about the way he uses his descriptive language. Yeah, he used uh, the N-word quite a bit, right? Uh, no. No, he didn't. And that's what I'm saying. Why is the racist not using slurs? You know, I mean, you, you can insert X, Y, and Z thought there, but... I'm expecting Dave to see the N-word quite a bit. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, yeah I hear you. And this isn't doctored. You know, this is this is the manifesto. Uh, but there's precision here. He, pre, he pre-plans. He does his reconnaissance. Uh, he does his walk-through dry runs. And this is the rehearsal for the dry run. So more than likely, somewhere at his house, he probably drew all this down on the ground and walked through through it that's something that we would call a tape house in the military so if he had a buddy of his who was in the military at any point in time and ever discussed tactics like tape houses then maybe this is where he got that from i'm just speculating uh but you know to go in there and to do all this shooting and to walk around multiple times, I have to shoot at a, a man who you know is a grown man who's probably uh, also known to everyone else that he's a, a retired police officer, and you're just going to shoot him with no, no reconciliation of getting into a gunfight with them? That seems strange to me. And then he says he's going to leave at 4.04. What's the significance of 4.04? Why not 4.05? Why not 4 o'clock? You know, so there's... There's things in here that. What do you make of that? The 404. I don't know. Someone will probably come up with some sort of numerology stuff. What's the computer code for 404? I have no idea. Website can't be reached. Oh yeah. Well. I don't know if that fits this in any substantial way or not. Um, Wow. Let me interject this here, and then we'll get back to this. I did some research on his uh, college. He went to. He went to uh, uh, Sunny. State University of New York, Broome Community College in Dickinson. And uh, there were 639 black students at the college, comprising 12% of the population. So if he wanted to kill black people, he could have stayed near home and done it. I'm not, I'm not buying this crap. No, neither am I. And that's what I'm saying. That's, that's why we have to really investigate this, because it's not doing anyone justice by speculating and by just being a talking head on mainstream media, that's not helping anyone within their families. You know, people need to know why he did this because as effective as he was at, at writing all this up and then also executing his plan, somebody had to help him. Somebody had to have coached this kid into what he's doing here. Let's get back into the second page. All right, so he, he's out of the he's out of the store. He's in his car. He's got his shotgun and his rifle. 
and he says he's going to shoot at all blacks. And then he says, if all if all is expected, I should pass some responding patrol officers, police officers, at this time on Jefferson. When's the last time you ever heard an 18-year-old kid say patrol officer? Never. I don't have other Pig, police officers. Cop. I, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't have other police officers saying patrol officers. I know. It's a term used by lawyers. It, it, it's a term used by lawyers and, and by law enforcement. Yeah, administrators, yeah. 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 All right. I pass the house of China and start making my way across Emsley neighborhoods using all weapons I have available to me to shoot at nearby blacks. I should be stopped by police officers eventually in Elmsley and then surrender to them. Now, we saw at the grocery store, he surrendered without a fight, no suicide by cop, no glorious death battle with the cops. Same as the uh, Aurora Batman, James Holmes. Same. And then he says, or if I find another decent location the day of the attack, example being Walmart, I'll head there. That makes no sense. Well, he's just going to go find another soft target to go to and, and then continue to shoot there. Does that indicate that in that statement? Is it an escape to Walmart or is it a trip to Walmart to get more victims? Uh, I believe what he's saying here is uh, he says, I should be stopped by police officers eventually at that location, Elmsley, and then surrender to them. Or if I find another decent location the day of the attack, example being a Walmart, I'll head there. So I think he was going to shoot this one location up and then go find another soft target to go and hit. That's what I think. All right. Uh, Most importantly, the attacker, and this is this kid writing this, all right? An 18-year-old kid with mental problems wrote this. Most importantly, the attacker must go through with the attack in their mind. It is very difficult for a normal person, even with all the information, to carry out an attack that will kill another human being or the fact that you may die that day. Okay. He, did, he did not write this crap. I, that I doesn't li- even fit. What person talks that way about Cops a violent crime they're going to commit? Cops talk that way, Dave. Cops talk that that way, and lawyers who teach cops at academies talk that way. Or DHS uh, rogue working for Mayorkas or FBI agents working for McCabe. Yeah. yeah. Now, Sorry, I, Doug, I know you were DHS, but you know that today's DHS, the way they're conducting business, is not normal. No, no, of course not. Uh, that's why I got out. Exactly. Um, now, I'll tell you this much. This is what I find interesting, and I, and I haven't... I haven't done this yet, Dave, but I just took that entire first sentence and I went and said, you know what? This sounds too much like a canned speech. And I went and uh, I copied and pasted, put it in the old Google machine. And what popped up was very interesting where maybe somewhere in this 5,000 pages, uh, psychology of terrorism is located in the OJP.gov uh, website. So, if this kid was looking up terrorism, what's the website? OJP.gov, Psychology of Terrorism, and uh, he's you know it's it's labeled. Uh, some of the chapters are terrorism mindset, uh, terrorism psyche, 
psychological and uh, or psychology and terror, psychology and terrorism, psychology and terrorism, political violence, political violence and psychology. That's uh, the psych info that's on here. So what he wrote is referenced in this. I don't know if anyone else has done that yet or not, but that wasn't too hard for me to find. This is pretty crazy. So you're, you're talking so about... Words, you think that there are going to be elements of this manifesto that came from websites like this? Oh, I mean, I, I think so. Because I just... I'll, I'll do it again. Control V. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta go uh, research this site. Oh yeah. Yep. Strategic. Um, let, let me strategic. tell you how they characterize this. So you, the Google site took you to this site. The Google search. Interesting. And it also brought me to DHS.gov. Strategic framework for countering terrorism. Oh boy. Oh my God! Okay. National right. strategy for countering domestic terrorism. Whitehouse.gov. Patriot Act. Understanding terrorism. APA.org. Uh, let me see. Office of the Director of National Intelligence from DNI. It all has elements of the same canned speech. Boy, oh boy, oh boy! You just hit the mother load. Well, and that's why we call this Doug and Dave Intelligence Report. This is a good find. I'm on here looking. I don't know if I said this on this broadcast or not, but this young man came from two parents that were uh, engineers working for New York State, and they lived in Conklin. Uh, intelligent, uh, good family. Kid's a rogue kid. Um, and he was also studying engineering at college. He was not studying sociology. And you alluded earlier to, uh, I don't know if this is our pre-air discussion, but you were talking earlier about in the manifesto how he was talking about replacements of whites, population demographics, falling white population, birth yep. rates. The, the, this Listen, I, I have an undergraduate degree in sociology. This is the language of the sub-study in sociology called population demographics. Yep. And let me read to you what's on this website real quick that you just mentioned, this uh, OJP.gov. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Sociology and Psychology of Terrorism. Another setting. Sociology and Psychology of Terrorism. Psychology of Terrorism. Uh, <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, right? Mm-hmm. This kid didn't sit here and give us a popular... First of all, his population analysis is wrong. Because it's not just white people that are declining in, in birth rates. It's all indigenous Americans except for first generation Hispanics first generation to this country everybody else's birth rate is substantially falling this is why we need immigration but we need it the right way Um, because it'll push through people in social security medicare medicaid and so forth so this is a little bit inaccurate but it is interesting how this was constructed Uh, wow you you hit the mother load right here this is it well hey check your email real quick i just sent you that page and all i want you to do it'll be the one that has the the uh, AR-15 on it do what I did go to where it says most importantly the attacker must go through with the attack in their mind from the beginning 
to the period of that sentence and put it in Google and see if you get the same thing. And I'll, I'm going to keep reading while, while you do that. Okay, uh, which part do you want me to put in? It'll say, uh, you got it pulled up? Well, let me do it on my desktop because I won't be able to copy and paste it from my phone. But uh, I, I'm sorry, give me uh, what I should be looking at here in terms of email. You'll, you'll start at that second uh, paragraph where it says, most importantly. And how much do I copy and paste? All, all the way to that sentence, to the end of the sentence where it says, die that day. Oh, your email is unavailable. How interesting is that? I'm not kidding, my friend. I'm not kidding. I'm blocked from my email right now. <laughs> oh, this is too much. FBI, stop it. We're trying to make a show. Oh, my God. This is... Oh, it's not even giving me a login page. Oh, God. I mean, I'm right here on my bulletin board across from my uh, microphone. I have the password, the user code, all that. But I'm not getting a login page. And it should be automatic. Let me go to a different browser. Aha. They had my Chrome blocked, but not my Opera. <laughs> Sorry, FBI. Okay, I'm continuing on here. Folks, this is how we do research. This is why this is instructive here. Uh, this email is loading right now. And, and so... Um, I'm telling you, you, I don't even need to put this in to know that you're right. Um, th this is weird. Okay. Um, that's what I'm saying. A 180-page manifesto that's wrote on a, a, a professional, lawyer-based, uh, law enforcement-based level does not make sense with the way the words are put around. Uh, this is exactly what I would expect to see what, you know, as an instructor and I'm teaching a class to law enforcement, this is how it would be structured. Very professional based, wow. you know, third person taking my element out. But here, let's continue with this. All right. Doug, I While found you, the same thing. You, all right. You found the same thing, same right? Thing, yeah. So brings you to DNI and DHS and a bunch of doc govs in the White House. It's canned speech. So this kid had to have gone to, you know, look up terrorism uh, or, or psychology and terrorism and copy and paste a bunch of stuff. Oh, now, my gosh. Now, here's the thing, though. He, If you look at that, that first page, that OJI or whatever, uh, .gov, mm -hmm. that's like 50 pages he had to have read to find this one snippet. It's word that for word. Yeah, that don't make sense to me. It's word for word. I, what I want you to do, because we need to put this into print, too. Let's really piss these people off. Um, send me your analysis. Send me the data as you found it. I, I would prefer that I be the reporter and you be the intel. Because you have more credibility in these topics than I do. You want to talk about psychotropic medication, I'm okay. But here, crime scene evidence and so forth and so on, that's your that's your deal. You're the cop. Well, I do charge one big red in a, in a Reese's, but <laughs> here let's let's finish. Well, I'll, I'll make it up to you at our next conference we go to. Oh, that'll work. Okay. Well, I, hey man, I may be bringing you into some caves, so we may. Oh no, 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 no. We're not going to leak that out just yet. Uh, <laughs> here, let's 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 finish this. I don't think there really is a way 
to train for this, but confidence in your goals and equipment may ease them. I think that live streaming this attack gives me some motivation in the way that I know that some people will be cheering for me. I am also uh, decently protected by my armor, so that gives me some confidence as well. Training with my guns also gives me confidence knowing exactly what I can expect by shooting them. Dave, I don't know how many times I've been to the range with, with professional law enforcement officers, and they sometimes can't fix a simple weapon malfunction where it's a double feed or, or you know, the... Uh, the gun just didn't fire because it was a light strike on the primer, so they didn't know how to do tap, rack, and bang, and you got to instruct them and tell them See, what I don't, to do. I don't even know what the hell you're talking about, so Look, I'll, I'll take if, your word if, for it. That's what I'm saying. If you're a gun guy and your gun goes down, it's not shooting, it's jammed. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, people don't know what to do in this situation. Nine times out of ten, if you review shooting situations, any type of shooting scenario or active shooter scenario, and I have reviewed them, and the shooter has a malfunction on their weapon, they will either ditch that weapon and go to a secondary, or they will have to sit there and fix the weapon. And not all the time does it work. A lot of people don't have that training. But this kid is, is riding in confidence that he knows what he's doing. So where did he go to train at? Who trained them? Now, you didn't learn this off of YouTube. You don't get that type of hands-on instruction off of YouTube or off of video games. He had to have put uh, uh, himself in a, in a training environment on a range somewhere or at a buddy's house, and he had to have walked through this. So that's... Uh, you know what this reminds me of? Him. James Holmes, the Batman uh, movie assassin in Aurora, Colorado, 2012. He set booby traps on his apartment. Law enforcement had a heck of a time getting in safely. Uh, what medical school, what medical student does that? And then he had a, um, at least 100,000, if not more, of uh, uh, weapons, sophisticated weapons. That's what this reminds me of. Yeah. Yeah, well, most and the fact that Holmes walked up to a cop and gave himself up—he didn't know where he was at—and then you have this kid who walked, who's in this highly charged emotional state, adrenaline flowing, killing people, making sure they're dead, and then walking out and instantly putting his gun down. That's a pre-programmed response, in my humble opinion. We're almost out of time, man. This is—we're not done with this, and I'll tell you what—we're going to take extra precautions since we already think that we've been interfered with by the forces that be. Um, so I will have to put this in a safe place and spread this as soon as we're done. Doug, tell people how to listen to um, uh, your, your show, American Vindicta. Well, you can listen to the show on uh, gsradio.net. Uh, uh, we're on from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, also, KYH from 4 to 5 p.m. Mountain, also on YouTube and on rumble uh we're gonna have a we have a lot of really cool guests on there and you know we're going through a bunch of stuff right now on uh the occult and secret societies i love uh, it i love it um send me the match between uh obj at gov and uh the manifesto would you send it to me 
Oh, yeah. And I want to say, I'm going to cite you on that because you're the expert on this. It'll carry more weight. On that note, my friend, we are not done. We're just at a temporary stopping point. There's going to be more that comes out that, you know, this is not a well-executed plan. Um, I'm going to dig in, see what I can find out from the college. Anyway, thanks for doing this with, I mean, this is good stuff, Doug, in terms of exposing the truth. It's a terrible event, but we can't let the left politicize this to take away free speech and our guns. So on that note, my friend, we got a bit of do. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you back here next time. Sleep well. Your government's here to protect you because they care. Hope you find your baby formula. See you later, everybody.